Hi, I'm Taylor, and welcome to the TD Nutrition Podcast. Hi, everyone, and welcome to episode four. And in this episode, we are going to be talking about fruit and reshaping your perspective of fruit. I think that a lot of people think that fruit's healthy, but in what quantity? And so I'm gonna talk about that today and the difference between the sugar that's in fruit and then processed sugar, which I did talk about in the episode last week because this definitely piggybacks off processed sugar, but I'll just talk more about fruit specifically. So in the episode today, uh, I'm gonna start by giving you a little overview of fruit. Then I'm gonna get into why fruit is not the problem. And then I will talk about other myths around fruit. And then I'll touch on health conditions that will improve by eating fruit. And then lastly, I will talk about some great fruits to eat. I'm not gonna go through every single fruit because we'd be here forever, but I'm just gonna talk about a couple of my favorites and then some that I felt that they were really interesting, some that you may be super surprised that they do all that for the body. Um, But that doesn't mean that other fruits aren't healthy for you, they are, I just picked a couple. So I'm gonna start off by using a metaphor that I read in a book by Anthony William. He's an author that I really like. And it's just so well put when you compare, like if you wanna compare fruit sugar to processed sugar, and it makes, a much clearer understanding on how they're different. So I'm gonna start off with that. So think about the bottled water aisle at a grocery store. Do all bottled water companies think they're offering the same water? They definitely don't. And then is a glass of drinking water the same as the water in your toilet or the same as the water in a puddle on the sidewalk or freshly melted snow on a mountain? or water in a fish tank, water in the swimming pool. They're all water, but are they all the same? And they're definitely not. Some of them you would drink, some of them you wouldn't. Some of them probably contain bad bacteria that can make you sick. Some probably is much better to drink like freshly melted snow on a mountain. So sugar is the same way. You can't group all sugar together and say sugar is sugar. But society loves to do that. And fruit ends up taking the hit and being blamed for any illness we may have. Instead of like really looking at your diet and saying, well, you know, maybe it's that like pint of ice cream you're having every night for dessert. Instead, it's easier to be like, oh, you're eating too much fruit, you better cut it out. The sugar that is found in fruit is not to blame for illness or disease. And so if you are experiencing symptoms of maybe an autoimmune disorder or whatever it may be, instead of cutting fruit out of your diet because you think you think the sugar in fruit is causing problems, you really need to look at your diet overall and maybe find something that could actually be the root cause. And maybe it's not something that you're putting on your plate. Maybe it's an environmental toxin that you're exposed to every day and that's making you sick. Cause that could also give you symptoms of an autoimmune disorder or even weight gain. So now let's look at specifically why fruit is not the problem. 
So for starters, when you look at the statistics in the United States of fruit consumption yearly, it has largely declined. And in 2000, Americans consumed an average of 287 pounds of fruit yearly. And then in 2012, that number dropped to 245 pounds yearly, and it continues to drop. And the consumption of highly processed foods, preservative-filled foods, processed sugar, that consumption is actually going up. So it's really interesting to me that we want to blame fruit or the sugar in fruit, rather, for being the cause of us getting sick when we're consuming more unhealthy foods and not saying that that's the problem. And don't confuse a pound of fruit with a pound of sugar. A pound of sugar is literally just that, a pound of sugar. There's nothing else to it. There's no redeeming qualities whatsoever to a pound of processed sugar. However, a pound of fruit is more complex than that. It has lots of nutrients that are life-creating, life-saving, sustaining. They contain phytonutrients and other phytochemicals that stop diseases and promote a long life. So the reality is, is fruit doesn't even have that much sugar in it as we might think it does. Fruits consist of water, minerals, vitamins, even protein, that's something that you don't think about all the time, fats, pulp, fiber, antioxidants, and pectin. And all of those things are very important to a healthy gut, to getting rid of toxins out of the body, to being healthy. Those are all things that even fight off viruses in the body. Viruses such as the flu, coronavirus, they kill off bad bacteria like strep bacteria, and just so many other things. So if you really did compare, say, 100 pounds of straight refined sugar, in order to equal that amount of sugar in fruit, you would have to have thousands of pounds of fruit for the sugar to add up to 100 pounds of refined sugar. They're not even the same sugar anyway. It just puts into perspective how little sugar fruit actually contains in the big picture because it contains so many other beneficial things that the amount of sugar that it has isn't that bad and it's natural sugar so our body needs it for energy anyway and fun fact there is more sugar in a slice of pizza than you will ever find in fruit there's just so much misinformation out there about fruit and the truth is, is fruit does not harm the body in any way, and definitely not in any way that refined sugar harms the body. Now let's talk about health conditions that will improve by eating more fruit. Fruit is strongly linked to fertility. Without fruit, fertility is at risk. Women who are struggling to conceive would actually benefit from eating fruit unlike what a lot of people say. Because a woman's reproductive system, in order for it to be functioning properly, actually needs fruit to be in balance. Women who struggle with hormonal imbalance, uh, polycystic ovarian syndrome, endometriosis, all those things would improve with increasing your fruit consumption. 
So if you're trying to conceive and you're struggling, you may want to increase your intake of fruit. You can compare a woman's reproductive system to a flowering tree that requires the proper nutrients in order to bear fruit. And those nutrients come from eating fruit. So if a tree, say a lemon tree, doesn't have the right nutrients in the soil, it's not gonna be able to produce lemons. And women are kind of built the same way. So if you're lacking in something, it's gonna be that much harder to conceive and fruit can help with whatever vitamins or minerals are lacking in the body. Also, a woman's reproductive system needs all the anti-tumor, anti-cancer, and antioxidants that it can get, and the best source of that comes from fruit. And for women going through menopause, if you're dealing with a lot of severe symptoms related to that, fruit actually helps calm those symptoms down by keeping a sense of balance uh, within the hormones at that time and because fruit contains polyphenols, bioflavonoids, disease-stopping pectin, vitamins and minerals, all those things stop things like polycystic ovarian syndrome, pelvic inflammatory disease, and other hormonal imbalances. Fruit also helps to improve candida overgrowth in the body. I talked a little bit about candida overgrowth in the last episode about sugar, because processed sugar feeds candida and causes it to kind of grow out of hand in the body, which creates a lot of uncomfortable symptoms. And fruit actually helps to get rid of the excess candida in the, in the body. And fruit also is a, a great anti-cancer food. People may think that fruit feeds cancer because of the sugar in fruit, but again, it's not the same sugar. Yes, processed sugar feeds cancer like putting gas on a fire, but fruit does not. Fruit is anti-cancerous and it fights cancer more than any other food. So let's talk about other myths surrounding fruit. So there's a misconception about fruit that people will say, don't eat fruit that's not in season. And this is true when it comes to where the fruit was actually grown, not where you live. Think about this. If you took a vacation in the middle of fall or the middle of winter to say Mexico or Hawaii, would you not eat the fresh mango, papaya, pineapple that is there, even if it's not in season at home? More than likely, you would eat it if you were there, even though it's maybe snowing back home. If a fruit was grown in a place where it is in season, then it does in fact contain all the nutrients it needs to benefit your body. So just because it's maybe not in season where you live, it doesn't mean that the place it was grown, it wasn't in season. So if you're really craving a mango and you go to the grocery store and you find mangoes, just look and see where they were grown. And if they were grown in a place where it's in season to grow mangoes, then it's perfectly healthy to eat. Another myth uh, around fruit is that it was picked too early and ripened off the vine and therefore it can't be nutritious. This is also not true because if it was picked too early, it would never ripen at all and you wouldn't be able to eat it. 
has that ever happened to you with like bananas? You buy some green bananas and then they never end up ripening and they stay green. And you're like, what? So if a fruit wasn't good, it would do that. It would never ripen. But because it does eventually ripen, it doesn't matter that it was picked too early. It contained basically all the nutrients it needed to do the ripening process. And when a fruit ripens after it's been picked, it still contains all the beneficial nutrients that you need when you eat it. Something else you may not know when it comes to fruit, and this actually applies to vegetables as well, pretty much all produce, there's a difference between GMO and hybridization. Hybridization includes grafting and hand pollination, and these are totally safe practices, and they're used to create different varieties of fruit. This method has been used for thousands of years, and it's a healthy adaptation. Hybridization, again, it's not the same as GMOs. GMOs are genetically modified, typically with like a chemical. Hybridization is not, doesn't use any chemicals. It's, it's normal. So all fruit and vegetables are pretty much hybridized to have the best tasting fruit and vegetables, but it's not GMOs. So don't get those confused. Now let's talk about some great fruits to eat. So I'm gonna talk about five fruits. I'm gonna talk about apples, bananas, berries, which that really includes like all berries, strawberries, blueberries, raspberries, blackberries. And then I'm gonna talk about dates and grapes. So let's start with apples. Apples are great for cleansing the colon of bacteria, viruses, and yeast. They help heal SIBO and other digestive imbalances. Um, if you don't know what SIBO is, it stands for small intestinal bacteria overgrowth. Apples help with migraines, Lyme disease, and even help with obesity. They're a great source of energy. Um, the best apple health-wise to eat is actually red-skinned apples. And when buying apples at the grocery store, make sure you're buying organic apples. Apples are on the Dirty Dozen list, and because you're eating the skin, it's important you buy organic. Otherwise, there will be pesticide residue on conventional apples, and those create issues in the body that you don't want. Something you can try with apples is try eating three apples a day and feel the improvements in your digestion, your energy, and just overall health. Next, we have bananas. Bananas usually get a bad reputation as being too high in sugar. I know I'm definitely guilty of never eating bananas in fear of the sugar content and weight gain. I mean, I'm not like that anymore, but there was a period of time where I definitely rarely ate bananas. But bananas contain fiber, pulp, water, and tons of antioxidants and vitamins that help us fight disease. They are a great antiviral food, um, which as a person who has Lyme disease, which is a virus, I learned to love bananas. And bananas are amazing at removing funguses from the body. So things like candida overgrowth, because again, candida is a fungus. We need a certain level of candida in the body, but not too much. Bananas also have a calming effect on the body. 
They calm the nervous system. They help reduce anxiety. They help with sleep disorders and they relieve depression symptoms. So that may be something you would have never thought banana, bananas help with. Bananas also help to reverse colitis, irritable bowel syndrome, Crohn's disease, and they even stabilize blood sugar. So for those with diabetes who are typically told to avoid fruit, fruit is actually gonna be something you're gonna wanna consume. Again, it'll be the fats you're gonna wanna avoid if you have diabetes. Um, bananas even help to balance your weight. Bananas are great if you work out a lot. Eating one before and after working out is like a perfect scenario. Bananas will help fuel your workout and then they also help to replenish the body and recover after the workout is over. Two bananas provide enough energy for an intense 90 minute workout. The best way to eat a banana is at peak ripeness for the most healing benefits. So peak ripeness is when they're still yellow, but with a little bit of brown spots on them. You don't wanna eat them when they make your tongue feel dry and fuzzy. Um, I know they say that the greener the banana, it is better for when you have diarrhea, but um, for to get the most healing benefits out of banana, peak ripeness is the best time to eat one. You can buy a bunch of bananas and when they get to that peak ripeness, you can then freeze them and then take them out for smoothies or whatever. Uh, a great thing to do with bananas that I love to do is make an ice cream out of them and have it for a healthy dessert. So you take like one or two frozen bananas and blend it with a little bit of like hot water or warm water and blend it till it's like thick but smooth and then you can drizzle 100% pure maple syrup on top and that is a really good dessert. Next is berries. So berries contain mostly all antioxidants, which antioxidants help prevent oxidation. And oxidation in the cells is basically the aging process. So berries are a great protector of aging. Berries also contain amino acids, iron, magnesium, zinc, even omega-3s and omega-6s, which may be a surprise. So berries are great for anti-aging. They're great for disease fighting. Wild blueberries are the best for healing and detoxing. Wild blueberries, depending where you live, you can only find them frozen. Um, I know on the West Coast, you can't get fresh uh, wild blueberries, but you can get frozen wild blueberries, which frozen fruit is a great option because it's typically frozen at pink ripeness. So it is still very um, beneficial. Berries are great for fighting any brain disorder like Alzheimer's, dementia. They help fight ALS, brain cancer, Parkinson's, and they help prevent strokes. Berries are also good for heart health they help with polycystic ovarian syndrome. They help diabetes, Lyme's disease. They're great if you have eczema or psoriasis. They help with adrenal fatigue and even help with weight loss. If you have experienced hot flashes, panic attacks, sugar imbalances, hormonal imbalances, nerve pain or ear pain, berries help with all of that. To get the most, healing benefits out of your berries. They're best consumed in the morning for breakfast. 
So you can have like a berry smoothie or you can have a bowl of berries with raw honey drizzled on top or maple syrup drizzled on top. They're also great for snacks between meals. Um, but again, for the most healing benefits, eating them in the morning. Um, but it doesn't mean you can't also eat them throughout the rest of the day. And berries are also another thing that are on the dirty dozen list. So make sure you buy them organic because you're eating the entire fruit, skin and all. And berries are also a powerful prebiotic, which if you listen to the gut health and probiotic episode, you'll know that a prebiotic feeds the good gut bacteria. And so if you don't eat prebiotic foods, then there's nothing to feed all the probiotics, which is the good bacteria. So berries are great for that. So now we're going to talk about dates, which dates are a dried fruit, um, but they're still a fruit and they're great at helping the digestive system. They're one of the most anti-parasitic foods out there. Um, so if you do have something going on in your digestive tract, such as like a parasite, um, they're great for that. They help to get rid of yeast, mold, and fungus from the body, as well as helping to remove heavy metals bad bacteria and viruses. Dates are great for people dealing with diabetes and hypoglycemia. Even though typically people think that they're not good for those conditions, um, dates are a readily available form of glucose for the liver, which keep the blood sugars well balanced. And again, it's a natural sugar, not a processed sugar. Dates are also great for those that work out a lot because they do supply a lot of energy. Um, they support the adrenal gland. So if you struggle with adrenal fatigue, dates are great for that. Dates are good for heart health. They even contain amino acids, which are crucial for our well-being. Dates also have high anti-cancer properties. They help with SIBO, GERD, obesity, adrenal fatigue, which I mentioned, they help with insomnia, fungal infections. To get the most out of eating dates, eat a minimum of four to six dates every day. So if you are dealing with any of the mentioned issues, four to six dates a day is what you need for it to help. So if you do struggle with insomnia or even just sleep issues, um, eating one date two hours before you go to bed should help you get a better night's sleep. So that's something you can try if you need help sleeping. The last fruit that I'm gonna talk about in the episode is grapes. And I wanted to talk about grapes because I feel like we don't really think grapes do a whole lot for us. We know they're super sweet. People probably think they're a fruit that's super high in sugar. But again, after everything I've said, they are not. They're a fruit and therefore offer a lot of benefits. So because they're misunderstood, I wanted to change your perspective on them. So they're very helpful for our health. Grapes are great for supporting our kidneys, especially if you've been told you have what is called elevated creatinine levels, which creatinine is not the same as creatine. Creatinine is like a waste that is produced by the muscles. And if that's elevated, that could be an issue. So grapes help that. Grapes are great for energy. They're helpful for treating mold exposure, hypertension, kidney stones, gallstones, hypoglycemia, breast cancer, 
metastatic brain tumors, pancreatic cancer, fatty liver, and colon cancer. Grapes also help with food allergies and sensitivities. They help with body odor. They help with PMS, inflammation, scar tissue in the liver. They help with hot flashes, hair loss, congestion, and brittle nails. Raisins are actually really healthy, which raisins are dried grapes. Um, so you'd want to eat unsweetened raisins, ones that haven't been sweetened with processed sugar. And it's funny because typically when you think about like trail mix, what's the one thing you don't eat? The raisins. And that's like the healthiest part of a trail mix. So we definitely don't give raisins enough credit or time of day. Uh, fun fact, raisins are healthier than goji berries. And we typically are like, oh, goji berries. But raisins are healthier than that. So work on eating more raisins. And remember, if you're buying fresh grapes, buy organic because you're eating the skin. And when you do buy your organic grapes, gently rinse them, but don't rinse them too much because grapes actually have a beneficial residue on their skin that's really healthy for us. So if you have access to fresh grapes, um, barely rinse them because if you know exactly where they came from, then you don't need to rinse them as much. Um, and if you're buying non-organic grapes, you're definitely going to need to rinse them more and you just won't get the benefits of that residue on the skin. So to wrap things up, a great habit to get into is consume fruit every day. You can consume multiple fruits a day. Fruit is so beneficial that having too much is kind of impossible which this was like the greatest news to me, especially in the summertime, because I love watermelon. Watermelon is my favorite fruit. And if you know me, you know it's my favorite fruit. And in the summer, I can eat a whole watermelon in a day. Um, so to find out how healthy fruit was and that, you know, eat as much as you can was something that made me really happy because for the longest time I did struggle with well, I don't know, is it too much sugar? Like eating all that watermelon in a day, that can't be good for me. And my mom was like, yeah, it's probably too much sugar. I wouldn't do it. Um, so to know that like all of those misconceptions that I have are now gone, it's definitely a huge relief. And I feel so much better eating more fruit. And I think you would too, if you uh, gave it a try. I think it's harder for women to kind of get past the mental block of eating fruit because we know fruit is a carb and then we think about the sugar thing as well and we are kind of it's drilled in us not to eat carbs but what's funny is as women we need fruit for our reproductive organs we need fruit for our hormones so getting past that mental block and eating more fruit is definitely going to do so much good for you, especially if you're a woman. And if you're an athlete, fruit is an amazing thing to eat a lot of because it fuels you. And I would even argue that fruit is more important than protein when you're working out a lot and super active. While protein is important, yes, too much protein causes issue with the kidneys um, and fruit 
helps recovery, which is important to being able to push your muscles. And you also just need energy to, to push your muscles and fruit does that. So I think that if you are really active, something you could experiment with is eating more fruit and a little less protein and see how you feel. Fruit is good for so many things, as you now know, and I hope this helped change your perspective on fruit and realize how important fruit actually is. And I'm going to end with a quote by Anthony William, who I used the metaphor in the beginning in a book he wrote. And he says, when fruit literally becomes part of who we are, our lives become that much more fruitful. And I really like that because when you eat more fruit, you feel better. You have energy. You can live a fuller life. And to me, that's what he's saying. Thank you for listening and join me next week as I discuss the benefits of an anti-inflammatory diet. Bye.